My name is Mo Samuels and I'm a perfectionist who starts a podcast about 53 million times because I do an intro, I fuck it up very slightly and I'm not happy with it. So whatever I say starting from this point right now, no matter how many times I stutter or say the wrong word or say something in a really uncertain tone of voice, I'm going to continue the podcast regardless. As of approximately one minute ago, we're playing a dangerous game here after saying all that. I'm going to talk about advice to my younger self. What do I get in my DMs? What do people message me about a lot? What do I say to them? And what advice would I give to my younger self? The actual question was from a guy. I did a poll on my Instagram at Mo Samuels today, and it was from someone called Charlie. Where is it? Charlie.Murray, life advice for teens. So I'm going to flip that on its head, life advice for teens, and probably call this advice to my younger self. What advice, what things do I do I wish I would have known when I was younger? What things have I learned? What things have I like looked back on and thought that was fucking stupid to worry about? I wish I did this. I wish I didn't do this. And what things do I see as a reoccurring theme in terms of people messaging me? Obviously, I get a lot of messages doing what I do. I get a lot of people asking me for help. I get a lot of people asking me for advice and guidance. What do I get? What is a reoccurring theme in terms of people messaging me? I would say in terms of life advice for my younger self or life advice to anyone like not so far down the path that is life, not so statistically close to death, because there is a probability that I'm going to die sooner than someone that is younger than me. Well, the majority of people that are younger than me. Yeah, I do a lot of stupid shit. What advice would I give to people that are younger than me? What advice would I give to my past self? Number one, number one, I'm going to say is worry. People are plagued with worry. When you are younger, you have less experience of the world. When you are, when you're a, let's say, let's say, I remember, let me tell you a story. I remember when I was like seven, eight years old and I was in, I think it's primary school back then. I was in primary school and we were doing this Christmas choir thing, this Christmas play. And there was a choir and I was part of the choir using my beautiful angelic, angelic, angelic singing voice. And uh, we had to sing a, a series of, hymns for all the teachers and all the parents and anyone else that wanted to come along to this church where, where we're performing this Christmas play. And anyway, long story short, I was in the choir and we had to stand there for 20 minutes and sing these songs. And I was like 20 minutes. I literally, I remember this vividly. I remember being told it was 20 minutes and I was like, oh my God, how is it humanly possible for someone to stand up for 20 minutes. I'm, I'm not going to be able to do that. And I was like, this is the longest period of time in my entire life. I was stood there. It felt like an absolute eternity. It felt like I was, I'd been captured by some World War II. I felt like a, a US pilot that crashed in Japan in 1944 and I'd been captured and put in a stress position and made to stand for an incredibly long amount of time. That's how long it felt for me. And the point of the story is that this 20 minutes felt like an absolute fucking eternity. The point of the story is, is that when you're younger, you don't have a very good sense of scale. So I consider scales a lot in terms of the scales of things in relation to other things. So one thing for one person is going to be a completely different magnitude or a completely different scale for one thing from the point of view of another person. And the same thing happens with age. The older you get, the 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 more life experience you have, the more things you experienced, the the less 
things matter, the smaller the scale of things versus when you're younger, you have less life experience. When you're younger, you have been on the earth for less time, the larger things appear, whether that's time, whether that's a, a problem, whatever it is. So the first piece of advice to my younger self that I would give would be to don't fucking worry about it. It might seem like the biggest, biggest issue now. It might seem like the end of the world, but it isn't shit. It doesn't matter. If something does not matter in one year's time, it's why do you care about it? If something doesn't matter in two years time, why do you even care about it? Let's say if, if, if something terrible has happened and it's not going to matter in 10 years time either, like who gives a fucking shit? It, it is what it is. So when you're young and you have these things happen to you, you think it's the end of the fucking world. You feel like your life is over. And it's all well and good me saying, don't worry about it because that gets you absolutely nowhere, doesn't it? If someone says, don't worry, it's fine. Rel it's like when you're really angry and someone says to you, oh, just calm down. Yeah, that, that fucking helps, doesn't it? But you feel, so I understand that in the, in the present moment, in the moment that you're in right now, if you're younger, what, well, whatever you are, the problems that you have are your problems. They seem massive, but you've got to take a step away and kind of realize and think about the bigger picture and realize that this isn't going to matter in a few months. If it's really bad, a few years, whatever it is, this is not going to matter. So let's say when you're in school, maybe you have a crush on someone and you get rejected really, really bad, or maybe someone... I don't know, you're in school and you ask a girl out, she rejects you, what's, a, what's another example? You're in school and something about getting your heart broken in school. And we've all been there, it's happened to pretty much everyone and it seems like the absolute fucking end of the world. Like it seems like your life is over or let's say your mum embarrassing you, that's a good one for me that I used to hate. And in the, like a lot of you guys listening to this is gonna be over the age of 18 so you can all relate to this. In that moment, right then, it seems like your fucking life is done. You, you might get home, you might have a cry, you might th literally think that like it feels like the end of the world. You've got this pain in your throat, this pain in your chest, you're like sobbing your eyes out and then you look back on it when you're an adult and it's like the most mundane, stupid thing and you can't even, you can't even imagine caring so much about that stupid thing. So you've got the experience now listening to this of having that having that difference in view of the world, that difference in scale, where your previous self, your younger self, might have thought something to be a huge issue, but your current self doesn't. The same thing happens as you progress through time, as you get older, if you continue to grow as a person and let it. So my advice to my younger self would be, number one, is consider scales. Don't stress the small stuff because it probably really isn't that much of a fucking big deal. You're letting yourself get anxious and worked up over nothing. And it's it's not a problem. Like it's really, really not a problem. In the, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. In your reality, in your life, in the total of your life, it doesn't matter at all. Number two then. All right, this is a tricky one. I'm going improv. What are we thinking of for number two? So number one is don't worry about the small things. It's not the end of the world. Hmm. Number two, take action. Number two is do things. If you're on the fence about something, just do it. If you're unsure about something, go for it. Just fucking do it. If there's, if, if whether it's going out, whether it's uh, an opportunity, whatever it is, if you're given an opportunity, if you're if you're given a choice and maybe you're you're scared 
or you're, you're worried, you're nervous, fucking take it, fucking do it. Jump on it straight away and take action. Don't put things up, don't put things off, don't put things off, don't procrastinate, don't dwell on things, don't decline things because you're scared. Fear is an indicator that you should do something. If you find something scary, you should fucking go for it. I can tell you that all the best things in my life, all the things that have brought me the most joy, the most ex- excitement, the most, the, the biggest feeling of fulfillment, all of those things have come from doing things that scare the shit out of me. Some of the best people that I've met. So let, let's use relationships for example. Some of like the the best people in my life, my my my, my, my most deep deep meaningful relationships and connections I've had with people have been on a on an absolute whim. Like in terms of how I've met them. If I lived my life in fear, it would have never happened. So. Do the shit that scares you. Take action. Do it now. Don't put it off. This book that I've got in front of me. Well, I've got a series of books. I've got about five books that I keep next to my computer desk. Uh, my five favorite ones. And I say to myself, I go back and read them, but I don't really. I should probably start making more of an effort. But in my hands right now, I have a book called The Motivation Manifesto, Nine Declarations to Put your to claim your personal power by Brendan Bachard, and it's one of my all-time favorite books. It's fucking brilliant, Brendan. You're an absolute hero, and it talks in here about something called fear versus freedom. So we are in two states. We can't sit on the fence. We're either it's like a switch. We're either in one of two states. We're in a state of fear or in a state of freedom. And the state of fear is a state of aversion. It's avoiding things. It's not doing things because you're scared. It's avoiding opportunities. It's not doing what you need. You know that you need to do because you don't have any courage because you're scared of it so you you do this you basically avoid these scary situations you run away from them you shy away from them you make up excuses you do everything you can not to put yourself through these scary situations quite frankly because you're a fucking pussy and then you get you, you avoid the you, you avoid the potential pain that you might have from getting rejected or the pain of failing or the pain of not doing something so in the moment it brings you it does it, you avoid pain we are pain averse creatures so most of us are in this this state of fear of this state of aversion on the other side of this these two states that we're in we've got freedom so freedom or ascension. So we've got aversion and ascension, which are also fear and freedom. In this state of freedom, it's about doing the things that scare you. It's about approaching things head on. It's about grabbing the fucking bull by the horns. It's about if something scares the shit out of you, you should go and do it. So we have these two states that we are in, fear versus freedom. And when you are young, because you're so you don't have a lot of you don't have a, a proper grasp on the scales of things, you don't have a grasp of how big a problem is. You haven't been through any. You probably haven't been through any real adversity. You probably haven't had any hardships. You've had a very easy life up until then. So you don't really have a scale in terms of like what you should worry about, which in theory should be nothing. You blow these things out of proportion. Quite often, you you overthink things as well. So you put yourself in this state of fear where you think of the worst possible case, you worry about the worst possible thing that's going to happen and you avoid it. Like have you, let's use the example of being a young lad. This is something that like pained me through my younger life, which is probably why I'm so, so on it in terms of like learning about self-development and speaking to people and being, improving myself socially. Have you ever had it in school? What you might be, this might happen to young girls as well. I don't know because I was never a young girl, surprisingly, believe it or not. And you 
really want to kiss a girl. You're like at a school disco or a school dance and you really, really want to kiss a girl. And then long story short, you don't do it. Or maybe there's a rumor that someone fancies you and you fancy them too. And then you never ask them to be your quote unquote girlfriend. And then you have this massive feeling of regret. So in the moment, you're doing this is living in a state of aversion. It's living in a state of fear. So you're avoiding the pain, you're avoiding the rejection. And in that moment, you're not going to experience that pain or you're not going to experience that rejection. But as you know from yourself being in that situation, the pain of regret is going to be far, far fucking worse. So you're only thinking about the moment right then. And then when you get around to living in the future, when that comes around, you feel this regret, you feel this pain, you feel like a failure and you're, you, you always wonder what could have been. So... Number two is do things, just do the shit that scares you, do it, go for it. And if you're on the fence about something, all the more reason to fucking do it, lad. Literally all the more reason to do it. Like I said, the, the, the uh, well, let's, let's name some great things that have happened in my life. The first time I've probably really, really liked someone, which was a, a, a few years ago, uh, I met her at a festival. Someone randomly DM'd me on Instagram and they said they're at a festival and I basically asked if they wanted to meet up because I was also at a festival. Like that, I, like I said, I'm not naturally a social person. It takes balls to meet up with a stranger, someone that you have no idea who they are and actually put yourself out and ask. So that's living in a state of ascension or it's being being free rather than living in fear uh when i met my mates jade and ashley out in ibiza for example i was at a festival and i decided that they, they asked someone to come to ibiza i bet long story short i flew to ibiza on my own and met two complete random strangers on the internet and uh, had an absolutely great time i didn't have return flights booked i'd know where to stay i didn't have a plan and although it was crazy and sometimes like a pain in the ass because I couldn't actually get a flight home, I had to fly to Barcelona first and spend a day there on my own. It was fucking great. I had such a great time. All these trips, these spontaneous trips that I haven't had planned, all these things, all the, the main opportunities in my life that I have, everything that's been like things that have opened doors to me, it's all been about being in a state of freedom or a state of ascension rather than being in a state of aversion. And you can condition yourself to, to get used to these, get get used to being in this state. So again, fear or freedom. The choice is yours. Fear or freedom. You can condition yourself to to chasing after fear, chasing after that that feeling, and doing the things that scare you by by doing little things. So for me, like obviously, I like cliff jumping. I like skydiving. I like to I like to do stuff that basically conditions me to to see fear as a reward mechanism, or to see fear as a something positive that can lead to something good, rather than avoiding it at all costs like we, we are risk averse like i said if you if you take people let's say you take a handful of people what i mean by risk averse is if you take 10 people and run a study on 10 people n equals 10 and said to them okay in my hand i've got a thousand pounds so you can get this thousand pounds and i can just give it to you you'll get this thousand pounds 100 percent you will get this thousand pounds and I can give it to you. Or I've got 10,000 pounds, but you've got an 80% chance of walking away with nothing. 
the majority of people are going to go for the thousand pounds because we don't like to lose out on things. We, if we have something that's quote unquote guaranteed, we, we, we're scared of pain. It's how a lot of marketing works. We're pain averse creatures. We don't like it. So going off a complete tangent, completely forgot what I was talking about. That is uh, my first two rules or two things that I would say to my younger self. Number one is don't sweat for small stuff. It doesn't really matter. Don't worry about it. Scales, consider scales of things and realize that the older you get, just think back to your past. Like you can use these, you can actually think of these situations where you've been really, really worried about something and now it doesn't even matter. The same thing is gonna happen to you now in, but in, in 10 years time, you go look back at your current self now and be like, why do they even care about it? And number two is address fear and do the things that scare you. Number three then, all good things come in threes. What are we gonna say for number three? Number three, thing number three then is adversity builds character. I One thing I've learned is everyone's going to go through hardships in their lives. Everyone's going to go through either physical pain, extreme physical pain, mild physical pain, emotional pain. You're going to have family. You'll get your heart broken. You're going to have family members die. You're going to have your friends die. Every good thing must come to an end as depressing and cynical as it is. You are, if you might be struck down with bad physical health, you might have something that terrible happens to you, you might be in hospital for weeks on end, whatever it is, we are all going to experience adversity. And regardless of how big or small it seems from the outside, when it happens to you, it seems like it's absolutely huge and absolutely massive because we are the center of our own universes in the sense that you listening to this podcast right now, think about it, there's going to be loads of other people listening to it right now, but you're only focused on what you're currently doing because your reality is perceived by yourself. You listening to this podcast, you are the center of your universe because you are all that really matters in the sense that if you were to die or cease existing, you wouldn't be able to have these thoughts. You wouldn't be able to feel this pain or feel do what you're currently doing right now. So number three then is going to be adversity builds character. Realize that everyone has struggles. Everyone has hardships. You're going to go through struggles. You are going to go through hardships. You are going to have these shit times. And the thing that I've learned through my time spent in hospital, I've spent months and months in hospital, I spent months and months in agonizing pain, bed bound, literally wanting to fucking die because I've been in so much pain, where I, to the point where I can't move, I can't go to the toilet by myself, I can't leave bed, I can't roll over onto my side. I remember being in, being in bed, I think this is last year, and my knee, I had an infection in my knee joint that was basically ravaging my fucking knee and like tearing it to pieces and rotting it from the inside out. I was in so much pain with my knee that I, if I was to lie on my back, it would basically bring me to the point of tears to roll 90 degrees over to my side. And that, you might be thinking, oh, that's all well and good, just stay on your back then. You try lying in a fucking bed for a month in one position, it is not possible. Like I can see how people start to develop bed sores. I didn't get open bed sores as such, but I started to get red, irritated, like almost bruised skin where I was lying in one position for so long. And when I'd roll, I'd just, the simple act of something like rolling over to one side would be fucking agony. The only way to describe it is like someone had grabbed my, well, had, I had one one person grabbing my thigh, the other person grabbed my ankle, and it's like they're doing like an alligator type death roll and just ripping my knee to absolute pieces. So that's, that, that's you got to realize that adversity builds character. And Feeling sorry for yourself. We all like to feel sorry for ourselves. <laughs> we all we all like it. Gets you absolutely fucking nowhere. Literally gets you nowhere. 
And again, it's like it's similar to how there's like yin and yang, black and white, yes and no, dark and light, right and wrong, wh- whatever it is. There's always these polar opposites throughout throughout life and these things. There's a there's a similar thing when it comes to these situations. So when it comes to some extreme adversity, when it comes to a very very perceived negative event you can handle it in two different ways. Number one, you can feel sorry for yourself. You can pity yourself. I've done that. We have probably all done that. And you can really get sad and depressed and down in the dumps about it. Or number two is you can ascend. You can look at what you don't have and you can make it into something good. You might be thinking, Mo, how can I make this terrible thing into something good? How can I make having fucking cancer into into something good? But it is all a state of mind. It is all a state of mind. And the the ability to go through something that's incredibly negative, something that you know that a lot of other people will struggle with, the ability to go through something incredibly hard and incredibly adverse and overcome it, and not only overcome it, go through it with a, a positive mental attitude or go through it as a, a quote-unquote leader, the ability to do that and come out the other side or the ability to endure it and endure it in a way that you do with without moaning and without whining and without whinging and always looking on the positive side or being being positive and acting as like a leader that can be incredibly incredibly rewarding and it can make you feel incredibly good can make you feel like an incredibly strong person and the the reward in itself of going through this adversity, let alone the other effects of the adversity, can be an incredible, powerful thing. You see incredibly powerful thing. You see people and you hear stories of people in terrible accidents, maybe Marines that have got like their legs blown off or people in car crashes, uh, people with with disabilities. And quite often you hear them say, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it for the world. Or obviously it's a terrible thing. And like, I wish I could do this and do this and do this. But I'm, I'm happy the way I am. And you're like, how can you fucking be happy when I'm miserable being able-bodied and you've got no arms and legs kind of thing? And the, these people these people really are grateful for what they have. They've, they've used, they've used this adversity. They've had this terrible thing happen to them. They've been through this fucking hardship and they realize that they could, they could have it so much worse. They could be dead. They, they've overcome something and it really, really puts things into perspective. So I'm almost going on to another subject right now, but I just want to wrap the one up of talking about adversity. Adversity shapes character. Adversity makes you into a different person. Adversity makes you stronger. It really puts things into perspective. It lines things up in scale. And when I was in hospital, when I was, in, when I was 18, I had this, this thing in my knee again and I had surgeries on my knee and I thought I was going to get my fucking leg chopped off and all this shit. And I was miserable in the hospital, absolutely miserable, hated life, like really, really feeling sorry for myself, really, really emotionally unstable. And uh, that was like 45 minutes from home and I hated it. I had a terrible, terrible, terrible time. Now, fast forward a couple of years, three, three, four years, five years, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, five years and the same things happened again i'm in hospital this time on my birthday this time i've got no one to visit me because i'm in the middle of nowhere this time it's the middle of summer i'm meant to be at festivals and events with my friends this time i'm completely by myself but i'm happy i'm positive i'm grateful i'm grateful that i'm in a good hospital i'm grateful that i'm getting medical treatment i'm grateful that i will get better i'm grateful most of all for the way that I've handled this situation and compared to last time the the overcoming the obstacle and overcoming the problem feels incredibly fucking good so 
you've got to realize that adversity shapes character. And after being through it once already, I, I know I knew that all these good things can come out of it. You can it can cause a massive mind mindset mindset shift, uh, which in turn can help other people. You can improve the lives of others. You can help other people in a similar situation. You have a better understanding of people going through similar things, and you can teach what you've learned through these incredibly hard times to other people, and and help them. What was I going to say then? I was talking about uh, gratitude. That was it. This is going off going off tangent again. And the gratitude and being grateful for things, I'd be, uh, another bit of advice for my latest, younger self would be, don't be so fucking ungrateful, you little shitbag, because the things that you're you're used to and the things that you're given, where we as humans are set up to get used to things and live in this live in this state where we get something, we appreciate it for a little bit, hedonic pleasure, and then it just becomes normal to us. They are not they are not a given. The fact that you can you're here listening to this right now with your ears is a fucking blessing. The fact that you can walk most probably is a blessing. If you can run as well, mate, you're doing better than a lot of people. If you have a car, if you have a a loving family, if you have have both your parents like you're fucking smashing life your your life is absolutely great people have no parents people have a really 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 shitty hard time in life they're born into absolute poverty they don't even have clothes like look down you're probably wearing clothes right now be grateful for those practice gratitude practice perceived loss like imagine what it would be like if you didn't have your clothes you take your clothes for granted and it might be hard to appreciate them but imagine what it'd be like if you didn't have any clothes at all, all of a sudden, you had no money, no clothes. Imagine what it would be like if you struggled to appreciate your family, if your mum died, if your mum stepped out onto the street and got hit by a car, if your dad got diagnosed with terminal cancer, how would you feel? Like, practice loss. Imagine how you'd feel about that. Imagine it happening. Really, 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 it sounds kind of morbid, but really like visualize it, visualize the emotions, how it would feel, and then maybe you'll have more gratitude and be able to appreciate things more. It does, it, number imagining uh, imagining loss, number one, it sets you up for when the inevitable loss happens. Number two, it makes you more grateful for things. Number five then, let's get on to, a, let's get on to another point. I don't quite know what number four is. Number five is going to be, seeing as I'm on a bit of a roll now, number five is going to be, Treat yourself as you would treat someone that you cared about, someone that you really, really loved. So if you're unsure about something, if you're stressed about something, if you need to get something done, maybe you're out of shape, you're fat, no one loves you, you're socially awkward, whatever it is, imagine that you take a step back and observe yourself from third person and imagine that you are giving advice to one of your someone that you really really care about imagine that you are your best friend in the sense that imagine there is two of you imagine you've suddenly gone back into third person and you're you're looking back at yourself what advice would you give to yourself if you were your best friend someone that you loved and we neglect ourselves we give people all these great pieces of advice we we help people out massively but often we fail to help ourselves out and when we feel lost when we don't know what to do just think about it from that point of view like take a subjective look at things take a step back and then think about what advice you give to yourself another one another one we're continuing going another one then when tackling difficult situations when you're when when you're in something that has made you when you have an event happen or something let's, okay let's say let's go back to the example of perceived perceived loss and terrible things happening to you in adversity 
you want to be the you want to be you want to be the rock you want to be the as jordan peterson says you want to be the you want to be the person that your your mum can cry on at your father's funeral you want to be the person that is strong you want to prepare yourself for these things you want to be the the rock for other people you want to be someone that is strong someone that other people use for support someone that brings other people up and someone that is a a bit of a, a pillar or a cornerstone so i'd say read practice making your making yourself into that person really really consciously consciously become become a better person do the things that you know that you have to do don't put things off don't shy away from things live in this state of freedom versus avoiding things because it is going to make you weak if you live in this state of fear and become the person that people look to for advice and people and that can offer help help to other people and serve other people this other thing that I was going to say is yes, when faced with adversity, when faced with like a difficult situation, if you're angry, if you're upset, if you don't know what to do, if you don't know how to react to someone, maybe someone's bothering you, someone's talking shit about you, think about someone that you look up to. Think about someone who really, really inspires you, someone that you would want to be like, someone who's living a life that you want. And think about if it was them in that situation, what would they do? If they were in this same situation, if they were in the same thing, if they were getting bullied at school, if they saw an absolutely beautiful girl at the bar and they wanted to get her number or wanted to get to know her more, or maybe they have this colleague at work who's not very nice to work with and has been making their life like a really, really hard time and has been deliberately, like maliciously sabotaging whatever it is they're doing it's making you really really angry what would someone that you idolize someone that you look up to what would they do in that situation and think about it from their point of view think about what they would do how they would overcome the adversity how they would tackle the problem and then apply it to yourself obviously we have idols we have people that we want to be like we have inspirations and we have we have other things because we we like the way that they interact with the world we admire what they have we admire what they achieve we admire the type of person that they are. So by thinking by in order to, if you want to get to anywhere near that level, or if you want to achieve similar to what your idols have achieved, or if you want to want to be like them, then think like them, put yourself in, in, in situations that you're faced with, try and put them into your shoes and react in a way that they would rather than being, being reactive. And yeah, another thing, God, this is so much advice to my younger self. Another thing would be anger. Anger is something that plagues me throughout my younger life and I still do have a temper. I still do have a temper. Not so bad, but I was the type of kid that would put his fists through walls, that would throw Xbox controllers, smash them to pieces, scream, shout, cry about stupid things and I'll just get pushed to the absolute edge and flip like I would I'll just see red. I'd just see red and there was like this this point, this threshold that I passed and I'd just become like a completely different person, an absolute monster. So don't succumb to anger. Realize that if you're succumbing to anger, if you're an angry person, if you're lashing out at the world, you are frustrated and you are scared. You are a scared little boy. It's like when people go out and go out and start fights, do you think they are secure, confident, comfortable with themselves, people that have like a good life? Or do you think they've got some very, very deep underlying issues and they're actually very, very, very scared? It's, that's the, the, the latter one is going to be the answer. Anger then is like a leaky bucket. I used to get advice from my mum and she was like screaming to the pillow, punch a pillow. And 
I would try it. I'd try and punch a pillow and screaming to a pillow and then it wouldn't work and it'd actually make me more angry and I would then go and punch something that would actually break like a, like a wall and normally my knuckles would break or I'd damage something that like really, 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 really like meant the world to me. And I'd just be setting up this path of like self-destruction. I'd just be destroying things for absolutely no reason because I'm just seeing red and letting this anger take control and ruin the things that I care about. So realize that being angry only harms yourself and other people. That's not to say that you can just switch off anger and not get angry, but young Mo, young myself, picture anger like a leaky bucket. So imagine you've got a bucket, imagine you've got lots and lots of holes in it, and the more water in the bucket, the more angry somebody is. So when you're angry, when you're doing things like, if you if you get an argument, if you shout back, you've already lost, if you raise your voice in an argument, if you get emotionally involved, if you let's say, start punching a pillow, that's only adding more water or more anger to the bucket because you're adding more anger to the situation. So then it's going to get to a point where the bucket's going to overflow and you're going to, it's basically going to fucking erupt. And you know what happens when you get really, really, really angry. If you have like a massive row or argument with someone, quite often there's a point where you both fucking burst into tears and then you kind of kiss and make up but it's still been incredibly damaging. It's been horrible. It's been traumatic. And that's like the analogy as the water spills over the top of the bucket, it just spills out everywhere. As anger though is like a leaky bucket, if you leave it, if you, this is a stoic principle, not the leaky bucket analogy, but just letting yourself calm down. If you, if you pretend to be happy, if you ignore the anger, if you don't succumb to it, if you go for a walk, if you do things to take your mind off it, non-destructive things, the water is eventually going to drain out the bucket. It's going to leak out the holes. And it'll come to a point, because you're not topping it up, where all the anger will leak out and the anger will subside and you'll finally see clearly again and you'll be like, what the fuck was I just doing? Like, why was I thinking like that? So that is my last bit of advice to my younger self would be to... Don't be so angry. Realize realize that analogy. Realize that anger comes from a place of fear. If you are angry, you're scared. You it's not it's not brave, it's not impressive, it's not noble, it's not manly to be an angry person. You're you're a scared little child. That's that's all it is. Why do children get so angry? Because they're scared by a lot of things. It's the same, it's the same as same as anything, the same as adults. So realize that anger comes from a place of fear and it's only gonna damage yourself and other people. If you, like I said, if you raise your voice in an argument or if you're emotionally involved, if you're reactive, then you've already lost. There's no point. Like literally, literally no point. So be unreactive if you can. Try and don't try and let your emotions rule you. Try and let things go. Like, like you can do that by meditating. You can do that by like I download. I use Headspace. Download Headspace. Use that. I can do meditation without Headspace or without an app now, which is pretty cool. But that's a great place to start. Download have the Headspace. Realize that you are not your thoughts. You are separate from your thoughts. Your thoughts don't have to control you. Your feelings don't have to control you. Thoughts lead to feelings. So. When you're able to dig out, dig out the, the the weed at the root, then you can really get to the root cause of the problem. I think it's thoughts lead to is it thoughts lead to feelings or feelings lead to thoughts? Thoughts lead to feelings. I'm pretty sure that's it. A feeling is something that you feel inside your body. A thought is something that you manifest inside your head. But anyhow, that is advice that I would give to my younger self. Improv, random, spontaneous, all over the place one. 
Give me a message. Let me know what you thought. Give me some suggestions for next week. And I'm going to put it out there and say that let's get a guest on for next Monday. Let's do it. I'll be back on regular schedule. Let's get a guest on the podcast. Who would you like to see? Drop me a message. Drop me a follow on Instagram if you don't already. And uh, that was 37, 38 minutes of advice that I would give to my younger self. I might actually make it into a full YouTube video as well with some more concise and slightly different points. So if you don't follow me on YouTube, search your name and I will come up. Anyway, guys, keep killing it. Absolutely smash your day. Peace out. I love you to bits. Thank you. Goodbye.